1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1068, Comparison and the Danger of Success, both by Al of FAConfessions.com. And I'm Dan, I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. Today, I've actually got two posts for you from FA Confessions, So without any delay, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Comparison by Al of FAConfessions.com. I often wonder why money is such a secretive topic. We'll tell strangers about our house, clothes, or vacations. We constantly post our highlight reel on social media, but universe forbid if the topic of money comes up, we go silent. It's almost like a game of show me what you have before I'll tell you what I have. Even as a financial advisor, it's a very delicate topic to approach. My standard explanation is, I'm going to need to ask some personal questions, not because I'm nosy, but because I need you to understand your current situation in order to make appropriate recommendations for you. This typically works like a charm. You wouldn't believe some of what I hear. People will open up about money, family, divorce, children, drug addictions, even bowel movements. It's like they've been waiting for a safe space to unload about all the perceived taboo topics. What I've found is that underlying our refusal to discuss money is comparison. In the rare occasions I've shared my own income with friends, it creates an image or perception. Either they feel bad because their income is lower, or I start to feel worse because their income is higher than mine. It often changes the relationship dynamic, and usually not for the better. You just start to look at the person a little differently. For better or for worse, it invites judgment based solely on money. In programs such as Alcoholics Anonymous, it's a level playing field. Anyone from the CEO level to a homeless person has the same addiction, which invites bonding over their shared experiences, regardless of other differences. Money seems to paint a picture in our minds of a person's worth or status. We assume a CEO is more disciplined, smart, and mentally strong than average, right? Not necessarily. The ability to accumulate wealth is not an indicator of anyone's character, confidence, or happiness. Often outward success can be a cover for deep feelings of inadequacy, the image of having it all together and projecting to the world that you're a superhuman is a mirage. That very image creates new standards to maintain. The image of success creates stress, striving, and turmoil. It reminds me of a friend's explanation as to why they bought a fancy sports car. Quote, you don't understand how people see me when I'm driving this car, End quote. As though the car represents who they are as a person instead of being the vehicle getting them from place to place. When we use money as the ultimate measuring stick of self-worth, comparison negates all other aspects of a human being. It can also bring up deep feelings of shame and insecurity. Comparison is truly the thief of joy. How joyful would it be to have a billion dollars if you were the only person left on earth? Your bank account will never be able to provide companionship, connection, and meaningful life experience. There's a study showing that people are more satisfied making $50,000 a year when neighbors are making $40,000 than people earning $100,000 a year while neighbors make hundred fifty dollars Sit with that for a minute. As income increases, satisfaction decreases simply based on comparison. It reminds me of, If You Want to Look Thin, You Hang Out with Fat People, from the movie Back to School. I've bought into the myth that happiness can be obtained by external success. As I've learned and grown, I've realized that true success never arrives from outside circumstances. It most often arrives from having a content and joyful experience moment by moment, the opposite of what our culture would have us believe. Comparison is so easy to fall into, but being aware of our tendency to do it can help. Whether it's related to money, appearance, intelligence, or charisma, we can catch ourselves comparing how we measure up. I find it's helpful to label it and remind myself I'm caught up in comparing. Just that awareness helps pull me out of the rabbit hole. Comparison is a gateway to feeling inadequate, and I'd rather stay far from it. The Danger of Success by Al of FAConfessions.com It might seem logical that consistent losses would be the worst experience for a gambler. In reality, the opposite is true. Consistent wins are more dangerous. Repeated successes at gambling reinforce the belief that I'm smart and savvy along with the sense that future wins are inevitable. The danger is in believing results are based on bad luck when you're losing and inherent skill when you're winning. I want to be very careful in comparing gambling with investing. For our purposes, short-term investing is similar to gambling, and long-term investing is like being the casino. Humility and a keen awareness that anything can happen in the short term is a rare quality, even for many skilled investors. Knowing that the short-term is volatile and unpredictable is something people like Warren Buffett embody. Investors like Buffett are waiting for the masses to panic in order to seize the opportunity. When everyone else is selling, they're buying. They also know that investing is a long-term game and patience is part of the process. It's so easy to convince ourselves that our success is always a result of our effort and intelligence, while our failures are simply due to circumstances beyond our control. The ego is a master of deception, and it's so tempting to buy into such myths, to take credit for wins while leaving losses as a twist of fate, to believe we're far more savvy, wise, or skilled than we are based on short-term metrics. Even for me, I still get surprised at the sugar high that follows financial success. Whether it's a big new client or a stock performing well in the short term, a fast rush of feeling great inevitably leads to feelings of dissatisfaction there's a sense of looking for the next win or success to bring back the fleeting experience of feeling good. Short-term successes have become much less satisfying over the years. Maybe I just have a pretty moderate temperament compared to people I know who seem to fly really high on success and then sink toward depression in the midst of financial challenges. That extreme roller coaster ride just feels exhausting to me. So much comes down to how we define success for ourselves. When our definition relies on things we can't control, we're doomed. If we only feel successful when we have more, money or accolades or achievement, we'll never be satisfied. If we instead choose to realize that the feeling of success is a momentary experience, we can stop putting so much emphasis on expecting it to last. Ultimately, success is a subjective experience that's unique to each of us. You just listened to the posts titled Comparison, and The Danger of Success, both by Al of FAConfessions.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it.
1: And that'll do it for this edition of Optimal Finance Daily. As always, thanks so much for listening and subscribing and hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more